Welcome back to another episode of Pod People's Podcast for people who make podcasts. I'm your host and the head of community at Pod People, Tyler Green, and we're here today with another how-to tutorial episode. On this how-to, Matt Sav, Pod People's head of production, speaks with Beth Schiff, who is a pro guest booker in many industries, but most importantly for our purposes, podcasts. She got her start by simply being curious, always interested in how things got produced or ended up on the nightly news. She went to the University of Florida for their strong journalism program and learned how to help create something and how the audience absorbed that information. But it wasn't long before she got pulled into the world of film and television, later reality TV, and eventually to podcasts. Her skills and her projects continued to grow and diversify, as did her network of talent, until she became the big cheese we know her as today. Whether you need the local mayor or the hottest TikToker, Beth is the one that A&E, BBC, HBO, the Food Network turned to. No, really, she supervised the casting team for Food Network's Chopped and made that look easy. We're so grateful she could take the time to chat with us about what it's like to find great talent of all levels of celebrity, why every step in the process is key, and most importantly, what the steps are. We'll start with Beth's definition of what she actually does. I'm a talent booker, but I'm also what I call myself as a story hunter because everyone has a story and every booking has sort of a story behind it. Yeah. And one of the cool things is that Beth has actually worked across so many different types of media. So not just podcasts, but also TV, film, really, she's done it all. So, you know, what's been interesting to chat about is that that same sort of knack for finding great talent really applies across all those mediums. But today we have her here to chat with us about podcast booking. So I guess I'm wondering... If you could start out, Beth, with just letting us know, what would be the responsibilities that might fall under the booking stage of the production process? Well, first, I think you you have to evaluate what is the project? What is the podcast? What is the podcast about? Is it Mm -hmm. is it just strictly an interview? Is it some sort of storytelling? Like what you know, what's the focus um, of the podcast? And and then, you know, working with producers or production team, I would come up with lists of people, you know, that might be appropriate for this podcast. I guess let's talk about one episode of something, right? And you might come up, might come up with lists and you might divide those lists and prior, and I would help prioritize those lists, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of like, who's really doable or gettable or, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Then it's doing the outreach. And again, working with production, figuring out, is there a fee? Is there not a fee? You know, is there any negotiation involved in this? Do Mm -hmm. the talent have to do any extra promotion? Are they, you know, is there anything related to this podcast appearance Mm -hmm. that will come up in the future? Mm -hmm. And then just some general coordinating. It's basically the liaison between the talent and the production team, you know, just making sure like, you know, logistics are all going to line up. In some cases, I've even been participating in like trying to wrangle releases and, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure just everything is buttoned up before that talent steps into production. So for independent producers, so these are people who have a lower budget and often are one person, one-stop shops. This is a lot of the podcast industry at the moment. So they're doing it all. I think that booking can be a part of the process that is quite daunting for these people. It often involves, and the first thing I'd love to discuss is cold outreach to people. If people have some trepidation around, around that initial cold outreach to a possible guest, what would you recommend for them? Short and sweet. 
I think it's really important to get your message across really clearly, but also be very concise. I've written hundreds and probably thousands of emails that have had like all kinds of information. And then I realized like nobody reads it. So I think if I could have one piece of advice, it's just sort of like, be very clear of what you're asking. Yes. Be clear of who you're asking, do your research Mm -hmm. and be as short and sweet as possible. And experts versus celebrities, you know, we could get into the, like the nuances of that, but it's like, you know, be mindful of what you're asking and, and the time that you're asking. Yeah. And and on that note, I can imagine that all becomes more and more important as you are looking to industry experts or or potentially celebrities to come on the show. Are there any specific tips around if you're doing that? Well, I mean, I I would understand who you're asking and also Mm -hmm. realize like in terms of booking, generally you have to ask like exponentially more people than you're going to book. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-to-one ratio. It's not even a two-to-one ratio sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, is there a perfect ratio for, no. uh, you know, let's say you're reaching out to just real people versus if you're reaching out to trying to get celebrities on your show. I mean, I imagine that's a big ratio difference right there. Correct. Um, I think real people, you know, the ratio is, is a lot lower. However, I will also say real people may not be as articulate. They don't do this as often. I think you have to understand that. So I think if you're trying to capture an audience to research your guests and your guest list, even if, you know, if it's real people, see if there's video on them, see if you can hear if they've been on other podcasts, mm. you know, that kind of thing, or maybe get them at least on the phone, you know, for 15 minutes to try to understand if they can articulate what you need for your podcast. Celebrities, the ratio is a lot larger or bigger. Like you really do have to ask exponentially more people than, than you're going to actually get to say yes. Right. And now a number of things that pop up, I know, particularly around booking podcast guests, one of the big things is the guest release. I know it can be tricky, particularly when it comes to celebrities and just making sure to account time for that versus, you know, everyday people who might not even understand the contracts that they're getting into. So I'd love just your tips around how, if you are incorporating a guest release, where you would work that in the process. I mean, I think it's ideally to get the release in the process sooner than later, especially with celebrities or high profile, because a lot of times they may have edits um, or they may just not get to it. And I don't know, in my experience, and I I know that doesn't always happen this way, but in my experience, it's best to to have the release before you record. Because once you record, you have this, you want to use it. And if you don't have that release, you can't use it. Or if they strike something out, you might not be able to use what you recorded. So You know, in the ideal situation, you get the release, or at least you're doing the negotiations and back and forth before the record. Mm -hmm. And also that person or that person's rep kind of knows what they're getting themselves into. I have found with real, real people, and I'm using that in air quotes, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe they're not as concerned. They're, they're interested in being a part of it. The release process may not be as complicated. Yeah. But I think it's so much harder to chase a release after because Mm -hmm. that person's moved on and, you know, they're busy, they have lives, they're doing other things. Also, they could come back to you and say, hey, why wasn't this put in front of me before the record? You know, now you can't use my material, which would be not great if you've already produced that episode. Exactly. Yeah, it's so important to leave time in your process for exactly what Beth is talking about. um, So that again, you have all of that buttoned up before you hit record. So another thing that has come up in 2020, 2021, particularly thanks to COVID, a lot has moved to remote records. In this case, we have guests, whether it's George Clooney or it's, you know, your local baker, let's say, where you're requiring them to be their own engineer. 
So there are certain sort of requests to get the best audio quality possible. I know, Beth, you know, when we were inviting you on the show, it's like, hey, can you be in a small room? Here are the certain tech things that you need. Sometimes it's just as simple as a laptop. Sometimes you're requesting to send out equipment to them. It can be a cumbersome process. So do you have any advice around how to streamline that so it feels as light of a lift as possible, but you're also balancing being able to get them the info they need to record great audio? Okay, so I would say in the perfect world, you send them exactly what you need them to record on if you have the funds and all that kind of thing. And that way you get the most equal, even audio Mm -hmm. that you can get, right? Like you're going to be at the mercy of wherever that person is at the moment that they are there and their family might be there and there might be construction. And so it's challenging. It's really hard to control that. You know, the only thing, like I said, is sort of like, if you need them to record on a certain device or, you know, in a certain way, like send them, give them, you know, what you need so that they can, you know, so it's easy for them. I mean, Ideally, everything, you know, you need to make the talent's life easy. So they just click this button or they just, you know, record on this thing and then they drop it in the whatever to send to you. Like you give them a Dropbox or you give them whatever. So it's really all about sort of like easing the process. And it, you know, might complicate your life on the the production side a little bit. But then again, if you're booking multiple guests, you get a system down that where, you know, you have this system of like, this is when the release goes out and this is when I follow up and this is what I'm going to send them. And this is when I send the link. And like, you have a system that becomes easy for you and then easy for the talent. Yeah. Sort of my intuition there is to minimize the touch points, as you said, kind of make it as streamlined as possible for the guests. So typically, you know, in that initial outreach, our intuition is that you wouldn't inundate them with too many details at that point. You're not going to send the guest release along before you confirm them. You're not going to send them, hey, here is the list of tech requirements. But usually then, once we've confirmed a guest on the show, we'll send a second email that tries to basically summarize these sort of secondary requests. Here's the guest release. Here's how we prefer to record. Does that kind of sit well with your intuition and your over 20 years of experience? Are there any other recommendations there? I agree with you. I agree with you. There's an initial conversation, an email exchange, and then, you know, there should be one or a few points of contact, maybe one or two sort of like, you know, one major, here's some questions, here's the release, here's what you should be thinking about. And then maybe there's a follow-up or reminder, you know, just to say like confirming, you know, just making sure we're confirmed for this day at this time. That's it. That's great. Also on the note of making it as easy as possible for the guests sending out a calendar invite, Usually, you know, rather than having them put on their schedule, make sure to get a calendar invite for them all set up. So I guess then I would love to know, at what point does a show need a professional booker? I think when there's enough budget, of course, you always want to factor in if you can have a professional helping with booking. Where do you think, you know, a show has gotten to the point that they need someone like yourself to come in and set up a great guest booking process? I think a couple of scenarios. One, when you're trying to book multiple guests for either an episode or you're trying to book a series in a short amount of time, you know, you want to do multiple episodes in a day. I think that people generally, producers a lot of times don't understand sort of what's involved until you try to do it yourself and (laughs) you're trying to book multiple people and you realize that there's just like a lot of communication and a lot of logistics and a lot of details. I also think it might be beneficial to have a booker creatively, right? Like what is this podcast about? Like, you know, you're talking about small business. I mean, that's such a broad 
topic. Maybe, you know, I, I, I'm like, you know, my brain is spinning already. Like, you know, how many different places could I look and, and can I create this list and can I, you know, create a list of links and interact with the producer and say, what do you think of this person? What do you think of that person? I think there's always room for creative brainstorming Mm -hmm. when, you know, you have a specific topic, you know, just for example, like I was working on a podcast and it was all about like Austin or was featuring different cities. And and I was like, Mm -hmm. well, that could be, you know, that that's really broad. Like, let's think about, you know, is there somebody, is there a chef there or is there a, you know, an athlete there? You know, we were, we were talking about sort of more notable and celebrity talent, you know, is there somebody that we know is born there and like has moved back there? You know, there's just like a lot of creative ways you can go on a topic. And I think that might be helpful to hire a booker. Yeah. And just having gone through sourcing talent for so many years, I'm sure that intuition to know those different angles that someone who works in other fields might not be seeing, you know, if you're kind of stuck and in a rut, oh, why am I finding the right guest for this? I can imagine that expertise comes in hand. And I'd imagine a, another scenario would be just where you have very, very high profile guests and you need that sensitive touch around the handling to make sure that you don't lose a guest because of poor communication or not doing a good guest booking process. Yes, especially when you want someone notable or celebrity or influencer, mm-hmm. you know, someone like me, you don't know who I've been working with recently or who I just yeah. worked with. So it's very often someone will come to me on a project and I'll be like, oh, you know what? I just work with so-and-so right. and I bet they would be good for this. And that's the other value I think a booker brings is that, you know, I'm talking to talent, I'm talking about talent, I'm exploring talent all the time. And so if, you know, you have a specific need or, you know, story that you're looking for or notable person, you know, I may have just worked with them or I may have worked with their rep or their rep might say, I can't give you so-and-so, but you know who I do work with is this. And that has happened a lot where I go after one person and the rep is like, well, I don't, you know, that person's not available, but let me pitch this. And then we book that person. So I think that's the other value, the other valuable thing about working with a booker about networks like as a producer if you're an independent producer utilize your network in terms of you know sourcing talent which is what i do i may have a larger network because this is what i do and i do have a lot of connections to reps or managers or whoever but then my own personal network because you just never know who people know so i think that is the key in terms of booking talent in general is is sort of like understanding your connections leveraging your network a little bit so beth i just have two more questions for you The first of the two is, are there any sort of resources online or sort of forums, or let's say you're looking for a guest, are there any sort of resources online that you find yourself going to? Resources. Um, Honestly, I feel like social media is Mm -hmm. a great resource. It's so valuable for booking people and for getting the word out and for researching. I know it's probably cliche, but it really is a great, it's a great resource in general, for booking guests. I mean, I use everything, LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I think it's also interesting to note that like, you're not only looking for guests and stories, but also news about them. You kind of want to understand like what they did, what they're doing now, if there's anything controversial surrounding them (laughs) that you didn't know about, like, oh, you know, someone's known for X, but like, you may want to check them out before you book them just to make sure that, you know, there's not any controversy. There's not a very bad why. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Another variable that you don't know about. Right. Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to ask was for people who are looking to follow in your footsteps and become a professional talent 
person or, you know, get into specifically, let's say, guest booking for podcasts? Do you have any advice for, for those people? Um, that's a good question. I would suggest if you're looking to get into booking, you know, look into an AP researcher role where you're going to be researching stories and possibly reaching out to talent. Uh, I would say, you know, assist a booker to contribute creating lists and pulling links and looking at social media and, and that kind of thing. I think, you know, that, that would be the thing to do to kind of start to get into the world of booking. Amazing. Well, thank you for all the wisdom that you have shared with us today. And for anyone out there who has any sort of talent needs, whether it's booking for a podcast, casting for your podcast, or anything that we've discussed today, please reach out to Beth. And Beth, we so appreciate your time. Thank you, Matt. This was fun. Guest bookers are story hunters. A guest can make or break a story, so you've got to make sure you've got the right one on your show to tell the story. And for all of you out there scared to press send on the cold outreach email, read it one more time because spelling and grammar are key. And then press send on that baby. That's a numbers game, and you got to get those asks out there to get those yeses. And remember best words to keep it concise, clear, and simple. On next week's episode of Pod People's Podcast for People Who Make Podcasts, it is another community episode, but this time a little different. We hosted a virtual event called Drawing the Line, Learning to Set Boundaries, Negotiate Contracts, and Prevent Burnout. An amazing event filled with incredible advice for you. Don't let your yeses come from a place of inadequacy or don't let your worth be tied to your work. You are not a human doing. You are a human being. So give yourself some space to just be. The Pod People team is Rachel King, Ann Fuse, Matt Sav, me, Tyler Green, Andrea Perez, Danielle Roth, Sammy Reed, Isabel Genius, Ashton Carter, Stephanie Bashara, Alexa Brooks Major, Devin Wilson, Persia Verlin, Madison Lesby, Brian Rivers, and Erica Wong. This podcast is edited by Katie Clarkson and mixed and engineered by Erica Wong. We love a good social media stock, so find us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if sliding into our DMs feels too personal, you can send us an email at hello at podpeople.com. Everything we mentioned is in the show notes, so check them out. And if you haven't joined the Pod People community yet, go to podpeople.com slash join. And thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Travel down the road and back again. Bye. Is it legal for me to sing that? It's a cover, right?